Welcome to another Musings Over Coffee with your hosts, Ari Mala and Alexander Jenkins. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Um, today we have a very special podcast for you. We have our good friend Hamish Daly here from uh, theconnectionmechanic.com. He is a relationship coach, a facilitator and MKP man. Beautiful man, I might add. Welcome Hamish. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me and having me here. Our pleasure. Yeah, such a pleasure. So the idea for having Hamish on this episode came out of Alexander and I seeing Hamish facilitate at Resolution Festival. Um, we came along because we love Hamish. Um, we're also interested in attachment theory, which the workshop was on. And we witnessed Hamish facilitate and we were pretty blown away. Yeah, um, there were so many moments of just appreciation and um also just like oh we need to have a conversation and kind of figure out what the you know what's behind what's going on behind the scenes that's brought you to this place of being able to um facilitate like this but i figured we figured that it might be nice to start the conversation off just for our listeners as well of like some more general questions about facilitation so for example um maybe we could answer the question what is facilitation yeah and yeah would you like to Start that one off. Sure. What is facilitation? For me, in my experience, it's the the art and skill of finding out what's in the room. Mm. That's cool. That's such a great definition. Yes. The art and skill of finding out what's in the room. So my my follow on question for that is obviously you are coming with content to share around attachment mm. theory. Yeah. How do you balance the desire to kind of get the content through yeah. with um with with bringing up what's there in the room, the unique wisdom of that group and letting the group guide and lead. Yeah. Does that make sense as a question? Yeah, 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 it it does. So when I say finding out what's in the room, you know, like there's what's on the surface and then there's what's Mm. underneath the surface and then what's deep down. Mm. And we're trying well, depending on what the context is, like a 90 minute workshop at a festival, we don't want to go too deep. Mm. You know, we, we want to just bring a little bit of, of stuff through. And in terms of shaping that up, like a process so that like a process like what we did you know where we divided the room into three groups and where do you sit here and how do we interact so dividing uh, providing a process so that people can get a sense of where they fit in this map or inside mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. and then we can start dealing with what's coming up mm, mm. yeah that was definitely one of the things that we admired was the way that you kind of allowed the audience to bring themselves so mm-hmm. beautifully into the space. It wasn't like just a TED talk way, kind of like this is attachment theory and blah, blah, blah. Sure, it sure. was very much like, I'm going to give you little pieces and then you're going to kind of flavor those with your own experience. And that was, yeah, that was really cool to, to witness. Yeah. It even struck me as something that was quite an edgy thing to do um, to get people. It's not that they're fully activating their attachment system, but a little bit feeling the dynamic of there was an anxious group, an avoidant group and a secure group. And they were playing into those dynamics in those groups. Um, And yet it felt to me very safe. And Mm. I wondered if you would like to speak to, yeah, safety in the space and and how to bring up edgy things. Mm. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, you know, like like, like the, the answer to that question or the like the knowing of that question is in me and it's like how mm. am I gonna 
say that. Um, so the attachment stuff, like it's not unknown. Yeah. You know, so it feels safe to me because it's just what, you know, it's just the truth. Mm. It's just the truth. That's you cool. know, like uh, when, um, when one, you know, when somebody withdraws, that can activate me to try and get them back. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's what happens. So it wasn't, with that stuff, it's pretty... Um, Do you feel like it's already quite safe to bring up because it's already there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's, 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 it's already there. And there's kind of a permission given by people turning up in the workshop. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like you know, not not too much. And then you know, when I started, and you know, I'm like um, I need to bust myself. I'm scared. Mm. You know, is there anybody else? So kind of leading with the vulnerability and being authentic, mm. hopefully allows people to to go and and reveal as much of themselves as yeah. they're comfortable with. You know, we weren't forcing anybody or making anybody yeah. do anything. Yeah. So people who were you know there were people who were very engaged, right? Mm. And there were people who were less engaged. Yeah. So the people who are less engaged, are, I'm okay back here, just yeah. noticing what's going on in other people. And it can still be a really rich yeah. kind of like learning. And they're still participating and joining in. They're just not necessarily <clears throat> um, standing in the, the spot of the particular type. Mm. Yeah. 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 Something really um, came up for me in that sharing. And, and it was that I think for me, when I feel most unsafe, it's when things are unsaid. And so the allowing the things that are there, whether it's, hey, I'm the facilitator and I'm feeling really scared right now, or, or letting these dynamics come to the surface, there actually is a part of me that relaxes when that's allowed. And I think that's quite a big part of trauma-informed facilitation. It's very much speaks to the definition you gave, just acknowledging what's there and on different levels and letting that mm. come to the surface. Yeah. It's not really a question there. <laughs> I did, we did have a nice question that I, again, something that we noticed that you facilitated really well was um, interrupting and like, when's a good time to someone was oh, talking yeah. too much and, and you, you did, I feel like you did a really good job. I think one of the things that I noticed you saying was like, let me slow you down there. And that was like an interrupt. Um, and it, but it was also a good thing to do just when you're, I don't know, like listening to a friend and you feel like they've said something that is deep and has some vulnerability underneath and then kind of carried on with the story and left it behind. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a nice way of coming back to a, a poignant moment that you've yeah. noticed. And that, mm -hmm. yeah, it was really beautiful to see that in the facilitation as well. Uh, and what, what other things or what other ways do you like to kind of, or how, how do you best cut people off when they're, when they're trying to share something in a group? Yeah, great question, because there's the, we want to, as, as a facilitator, I, I want what's in the room to, to come through. Mm. And I've got a kind of general idea of where it needs to go. Mm. And I want to uh, support and respect people's desire to, to share. Yeah. Um, and we're in a, in, a, in a room full of people, so we don't really have time time or energy to let somebody just kind of go off on a little tangent yeah uh yeah that's a it's a, a thing that i've spent a lot of time working on and, and learning yeah how to interrupt um gracefully and the, like the two questions why am i listening mm. okay so as a facilitator why am i listening is anything new or rich coming through mm. or and and even that question, why am I listening? 
straight away you'll know like there's a reason or there's not a reason mm. straight away i'll know yeah right okay so now i'm just gonna like pause move on mm-hmm. thank you and like care for that person and, and hold them with respect yeah. yeah but also you know like again it's that it's the honesty and authenticity like i'm not going to say what you're bringing isn't adding value yeah but it's like you know that's enough let's yeah bounce over here now yeah does that answer yeah no that's really beautiful yeah it also reminds me a little bit of another moment in the workshop that i'd love to share where um it wasn't it wasn't an interrupt as much as like a reframing where somebody asked a question something like oh but aren't we all just oneness in the you know (laughs) aren't we all ultimately just one and none of this matters or that something like that um and you made a really nice comment where it's like well, while that is true on this level, we're actually talking and living down here on this human level. And um, this is where we're playing right now. And that was, yeah, I felt like it was really nice. Again, like acknowledging the person's perspective is like, uh, yep, that's true. And like also acknowledging the humanity of everybody in the space and not letting that, which I guess would possibly be bypassing if it was left unchecked mm. and that was a really beautiful moment as well yeah yeah thank you so i remember that very clearly and the question was but nobody can make me feel anything mm. Mm. okay that's that's true you know like that is very true and it's uh, you know as a coach and a facilitator it happens a lot where people are just unconsciously redirecting yes the the conversation mm. right and just oh, i'm just going to bring it back and I'm just going to bring it back and yeah. I'm just going to bring it back because yeah. there's this real powerful um, shadow magician archetype mm. where we just use thoughts and words and language to avoid what's here and now. Yeah. And, you know, working with um, men, like, you know, we're great at it. Yeah. We're super good at it. Mm. And so I've had a lot of practice and experience. I'm like, oh, there he goes. Mm. Let's bring him back to... The moment which is similar to what you said earlier about the, the pausing when we land on something that's alive and real mm. right and people will want to pop straight off it yeah <laughs> out and it's like hang on we just got somewhere sweet yeah so let's just mm. you know and you might ask a question is it okay for you if we witness you in this for a moment yeah yes or no you know so like mm. if it's the, the participant has an option yep that would be great no thank you let's carry on mm. but then it's bringing awareness and consciousness to it we're not just snapping snapping away or or, or popping right out of the the moment yeah. you know and as a, as a coach and you know we can spend so long getting to those moments mm. yeah. you know like in an hour-long coaching session it, that might be the thing that we're there and so when we get there yeah, we want to yeah let's yeah. let's have it you know yeah. like, let's let ourselves have it because we've we got here. Mm, that's really beautiful. Mm. Mm. Wow. Thank you, Hamish. I got so much from that for my own facilitation, that yeah. question, like, why am I listening? I feel like I kind of default into giving whoever's speaking a lot of space and, like, why am I listening? It's it's more giving that individual um, – I, I guess I want them to feel, like, welcome and that their their share is is valid – but it's like, where am I putting that individual above the, the group mm. as a whole? Um, and there's this term from uh, a person called Priya Parker who talks about the art um, of gathering and um, it's generous authority. And if it's like, if it's your workshop and you have an intention for it, you're responsible 
for for guiding for guiding the group there and noticing like hey like we don't have too much time and energy like you said so bringing that back so that's a real reflection for myself that's something I want to work on not always putting the individual above the group just because they're speaking it doesn't mean there's something there yeah and I love what you said about the difference with, with like moving on or slowing down mm. and that's such a there's such an aliveness there yeah do you have any more to say around like how you cultivated that practice of tuning in but like personally my, my journey with yeah. that um yeah sitting in circle with men mm. yeah so like the, the mankind project doing my doing my weekend going and staffing weekend stepping into leadership taking on more responsibility being seen like shitting the bed like fucking it all up mm. um being loved and supported through that yeah. like tons of mentoring mm. sitting in circle every week or every fortnight um you know and so there are um there are like four stages right of facilitation mastering Ooh. and the first stage is i feel it all you know so this is after i've been facilitated and i've had mm. the experience myself mm. and then if i'm part of the the group and I'm all up in the feels, right? So if somebody's like, if a participant's crying, you know, I'll have tears pricking out. And, you know, like I'll be mm. right there. And if they're raging, I'll be like, yeah, fucking rah. Mm. Yeah. And, that, and that takes as long as it takes to, to be in that phase. Mm. And then we move out of that. And then we start seeing options. So if I'm in the room and somebody else is facilitating, I'm like, oh, maybe they could. Or mm, I wonder why they're not. Or I might start thinking they're fucking doing it wrong. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's the next phase. And then the third phase is like, right now I've been in those two long enough, I can start doing it. Mm. Right. And it might just be stepping, stepping in for a piece, mm. like not taking the whole workshop or the whole process, but doing a piece of it. Mm. And then the fourth stage is when I can like, I can start it, I can do the middle bit and I can finish it. Mm. And then I start developing mastery through that. But sitting in circle like over and over and over and over and over again and, and starting with just the first three or four questions of a, process like, and, and a regular process the process that we do every week mm. like the accountability process okay. you know these are the questions that you ask mm. in this order mm. okay mm. and again and again and heaps of uh, heaps of training um training experience circle mkp weekends yeah yeah cool makes me want to dive into that world again i feel like i've since arriving in New Zealand, I haven't found my place within the local community, even though it's like such an easy thing to step into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's try this. Yeah. 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 A couple of years ago, I, I was wanting to develop my coaching and facilitation and I realized I haven't been to iGroup for months mm -hmm. and it's this like treasure trove resource yeah. where I can play and take risks and mm -hmm. um, people love me. We all know the work. Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I doing? Mm. And that's when I, like, I recommitted to, to going on a, on a regular basis. And um, yeah, and, and finding that balance for me between like, you know, the sacredness of, of the work, you know, we're dealing with my own and other people's hearts and souls and yeah. like experience and um, the playfulness that can come with a group of men who know each other pretty well and, mm. um, aren't, you know, hiding too much. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So um, just picking out one thing of the many amazing things you just shared, um, you spoke about like 
stepping into facilitation, like the beginning, the middle and the end. Um, I had a conversation with a friend recently who said people have their different strengths in that. Like some people are really amazing openers, like setting the intention for the space, like making people feel really welcome. Some people are really good at the, the juice in the middle where it's kind of a bit more abstract and you're in the material and there's a lot of space for, you know, the mystery, I mm -hmm. guess you can say. And then people who are really good at closing and and bringing that to some form of like integration or settling in the body. I'm wondering, like for both of you, where do you feel your strengths lie if you had to choose one of those? Mm. Good question. Do you have an answer? Yeah, or my, so my, my learning edge or my leading edge is the opening, mm. right? Once some, if somebody else is like opens it, like boom, I'm mm. in. So that like the middle bit and closing, those are my strengths. Yeah. And the opening is the, uh, yeah, is my, is my leading learning edge. Mm. Mm. With the middle bit, there was something we've got here we wrote down from your workshop, the space in the middle. So you were really speaking about there was a physical space in the middle and you were also using that as as a metaphor i don't know if you want to speak to that at all i want to hear where uh your strengths yeah. and weaknesses cool. are and yes i do we'll want to speak back. to that yeah yeah so i feel like my strengths is probably opening as well like drop uh, opening like dropping people into their bodies getting them yeah. sort of a sense of container and safety and um groundedness and presence and like that's my that's what i love to do and I feel like maybe my growth edge is the closing because I remember at, the, at my own workshop I recently ran at Ignition Festival, I was kind of like, I guess I've got the like, okay, feel your feet and get come become aware of the room, like coming out of a deep experience. But then I'm like, cool, done. See, <laughs> like mm. that kind of attitude. I'm like, right, that's that's your lot kind of thing. And I'm like, how do I? <laughs> Off you go. Yeah. Off you try. Um, it's, and it's not like I'm leaving people in a state of vulnerability where they're like, whoa, I've just had this deep experience. But it's kind of like, I don't know how to wrap it up very well. Yeah. And that's like an edge for me. Yeah. And how about you, Ari? What's your... Uh, my strength, I think middle and closing, mm -hmm. but particularly closing and the, re the realization or the reflection of a friend, like how I realized that was I feel really uncomfortable when I'm in workshops and um, they don't close on time. Like they don't <laughs> keep to time or they just, there's just, the energies just continues. I'm like, no, this was a really potent ritual. Mm. And now we're just, frittering it away. yeah, we're frittering yeah. away. And I just feel like this would have been so much pow more powerful if we left in that potency mm. and I just it's like the thing that I'm most uncomfortable in other people's workshops mm. um so it feels really important to me to keep to time um in my own workshops and yeah kind of just keep that container like it just it's hard to explain but I, just, I really feel it in my body like close and close on time and don't mm. continue past mm. the point you need to mm. yeah and do you feel like that it's not just that there's a literal time that you have to finish, but there's like an energy that you feel or like that you have an intuition of like, this is the right moment? It's definitely both. I also just really respect people's time. And I know what it's like to be at a workshop where they said they're going to finish on time and then finish like half an hour, an hour later, and it fucks up my day. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't respect that. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it's not okay for me. 
So I want to uphold other people's boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's so important. Yeah. You know, we've got an agreement, whether it's explicit or not. Like if my workshop is running from two to two, to, to, from two to three fifteen, that's the agreement mm. that we've made. Mm. Keep to it, and if I don't keep to it, then I'm like I'm breaking that agreement. I'm not asking for permission to do that, so I've I'm breaking your trust. Totally. And yeah, like the you know like there's a place to land, and it's like let's land there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It also reminds me of even just one-on-one -on -one connections where we're having we're in conversation and it feels really good and I quite like leaving on a high and just being like cool we've had this great conversation we could keep chatting like we have more to say but if we leave now we'll be more excited to come back together because we feel that like we have more to say as opposed to like oh I've kind of run out of things to say now and it's going to leave or like dates or yeah mm. wherever that feels like there's a juice to leaving leaving on a particular energy do you feel like that's similar or the same in a workshop like there's a kind of potency in the energy field or something that yeah. doesn't want to be dissipated. I think it's similar in just listening to, yeah, when it's time to close, mm. just tuning in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not not fizzing out the richness, mm. you know, like, we'll just, let's just capture it, cool, we did it. And that's sort of like an art for me in life as well, not like doing something until it's like dead. Like mm. sucking all the, the all life. All of the work. life, all of the marrow, all of the juice. Yeah. 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 Cool. Do you want to pop back to the space in the middle? Sure. The space in the middle. What was the question or inquiry or? Well, it just felt like there was something really potent. There was a physical space mm. in the middle of your workshop. Mm. And there was a moment where you were speaking to that, like, let's slow down, let's feel what's here. And you're talking to that around attachment styles. Mm. But yeah, it just felt to me like something a lot bigger as well. Yeah. And I think that's off the back of what you were just saying as well, Alexander, about the, you know, when's the time to finish. And in the workshop, there was, we had three groups of people and there was kind of a, a like a physical space where there was nobody. Mm. Um, and that was off the cuff that, that, that moment, but I was like, oh, there's this space in the center. And it was really alive, right? Like yeah. there was a real aliveness in this space. And I became aware of that in connection. You know, there's a, there's a field between two people, two or more people, but like we were talking about two people. And often we try and, well, I try and understand things and solve problems and, and it does it, it fritters, like mm. it, it kind of eats into or erodes that, that mass space or the, you know, it was in Japanese, it's the mass space and the islands, it's the va space, mm. you know, like there's that space that just sits mm. and pulses and breathes and it's there and it's alive. Mm. Um, it was such a fun part of the workshop because it all got very kind of electric. Mm. Yeah. And it filled and and hopefully we all got an experience of that space that sits yeah mm. yeah it was really powerful for me and even just talking about it right now i was feeling yeah. yeah what's here just yeah being responsive to what's alive um yeah and i think that was just something i really felt as well about your facilitation is yeah like you said it was off the cuff but it was what was real 
and mm. present. And very in tune with the moment. Mm-hmm. Something else um, that I noticed was it's just such a, I guess, maybe such a little thing, but for me really significant was um, the way it was you're standing in the in the center and, and it was quite a packed workshop and more people were coming in and there was a group sitting behind you and there was a moment where you were like, I'm just checking in with the people behind me. Is it okay if I turn to you sometimes and turn this way the rest of the time because there are more people in front of you? And just that acknowledgement of, okay my back's going to be to you sometimes is that how is that for you Mm. do either of you have reflections on naming things like that i mean yeah i I, yeah for sure um you know part of part of my journey has been learning to spot difference Mm. what is what does that mean um, you know, so I would have been somebody a few years ago would have been, I'm colorblind. I don't see color in terms of like uh, people's skin color. Mm. And so part of my journey has been learning to recognize difference when I see it mm. and getting curious about what that person's experience might be like mm. and how it might be different to mine. Mm. Um, and I don't know, like being in a workshop and being behind somebody, like looking at somebody's back. It's like, well, that's a that's quite a significant thing, mm. right? So just, and I, I guess having um, enough experience in my body to slow down and and, and notice it, mm. ah, right? There's people sitting behind me, yeah. Because if I, yeah, it just seemed like the right thing to do to to acknowledge yeah. that and and get permission, yeah. And if and if people were like not okay with that, it was like, well, okay, how can we how can we solve that? Mm. Um, and we were some of those people sitting behind and it just felt so good in my body for you to acknowledge that and acknowledge me yeah it was another one of those naming the unnamed moments that creates another depth of safety and trust in the space Mm. yeah Yeah, i mean i've been impacted by the lack of that and facilitators Mm. before and you know if somebody shows up and they're on a crutch or in a wheelchair or limping or um whatever it's like oh, you know like how, how can i care for this person yeah. Mm. yeah 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 um in my organization we did a little bit of training around trauma-informed facilitation and the key piece that i remember from that or take away in my heart is connect connect before content so even if that's making eye contact with people as they come in the room and, and mm. acknowledging if there's differing needs as you were pointing out there but it's like first and foremost before we're talking about what we're bringing through with a workshop we're connecting as humans and that is so felt on a nervous system level and if that's not there i don't think the learning and the transformation mm. can happen yeah yeah it reminds me as well, even just a simple example of we went to a comedy gig the other night and our friend was on stage and, and just comparing our friend's confidence and comfortability just within himself on as a stage presence compared to people who are kind of like, oh, it's like he got way more laughs just from his regulation. Ease, the regulation in his body. Yeah. And I think that the same thing applies to facilitation to a certain extent. If you're feeling relaxed and you can kind of 
exude that out to the space, then other people will relax as well. It's almost like a co-regulation in some way, isn't it? Totally, you know, and as a facilitator or a coach, you know, our, our job is to be the master regulator, mm. right? Where I go, everybody else is coming with me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And um, something again from this trauma-informed training was that sometimes that regulation is the most beautiful thing that the participants are going to get from that experience, mm. like regardless of what you talk about, but just being in the space of someone who's in their body and not overriding themselves, their feelings, or those around them. That is just such a gift. Um, so I, yeah, I always try and remember that. Like mm. no matter what I say or don't say, if I'm in my body and in myself, mm. it's, it's a gift. Yeah. Yeah, and a regulated, you know, I can connect with a regulated nervous system. I can't, I can't, I can't connect with myself when I'm dysregulated and I can't, and nobody else can connect with me because mm. I'm not there. Mm. Um, and m most of, a lot of, most of the work is, is around connection. Like you say, you know, connection before content. Mm. Um, and, you know, I like to say the teaching is in the teaching, right? So the way that I facilitate uh, is as important as what I'm facilitating. Fuck yes. Mm. Yeah. Right? The way mm. that I coach is as important as... Um, I don't know what the the next bit of that is, <laughs> yeah. right? But it's like it, it's it's in me, and that's like that's how that's what I get my learning from. Yeah. Like you can, you know, if I'm if I'm with you, Alexander, and you know, you're saying all these words, it's like yeah, cool, that's a lot of words, but I'm I'm feeling you mm. primarily, mm. and that's where my learning is coming from. Mm. How's he doing it? Mm. What's he doing? What am I noticing? And it might be happening consciously, but it might be happening under the line. Mm. But that's where the learning comes from, you know, and you know, definitely jump in the MKP world because there are so many men with fucking huge levels of mastery. Mm. Ah, and I can just watch and absorb mm. and then ask questions later, you know, mm. like, oh, that bit, what happened? How did you do yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we felt with you. Yeah. 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 So, that, so, so the opening, this came from Steve Hill, right? And so, like I said, my learning edge is um, the opening. Um, and I'll often like oh somebody else can take the opening and i've had you know feedback from our leaders like this is something you need to you need to be able to go from zero to 100 like that you know you need to be able to take the room Ooh. like oh fuck okay <laughs> you know um but i was talking to my mentor and he's like well the the best way to do that is just bust yourself mm. do you mean like open yourself honestly and vulnerably to the space bust yourself uh for me what's happening for me right now you know yeah hey everybody i'm feeling fear in my body i'm sitting here in front of you all all your eyes are on me does anybody else ever get that experience mm. and everybody's like hell yeah yeah the pressure drops off we're like ah yeah. we're not so different mm. yeah. right because it's very easy when, when i'm in that leadership space to dysregulate and start to get a little frozen and put that division uh, between me and my participants. Yeah. And, mm. you know, then we've got like the stage and the crowd and mm. we want to, we don't, you know, I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a couple of things budding in me, so I'll see which direction people want to take. Um, one is a question around 
the the difference with uh, what comes up in co-facilitation. Mm. Um, and the other one, we've talked a lot about what we love about facilitation and what makes good facilitation. And I'm curious about what grinds your gears around <laughs> facilitation, like looking at bad facilitation. Yeah. So I'm going to put that both of those there yeah. and see. Have you ever co-facilitated? Lots. Yeah, lots. Um, you know, and this is like, you know, sitting in, sitting in circle. Mm-hmm. As a beginner facilitator, I might step out and take the first two or three questions and open the process. Uh, and then somebody else with more experience will step in and like offer a redirect and then step back out again. Or they'll just like take it over. Mm. But without like snatching it off me. Mm. And I think, you know, for men who come and do that, the new warrior training adventure, and again, this is like the learning is, uh, the teaching is, the learning is, the teaching is in the teaching. Yes. That the way that us men interact it might not hit the conscious mind, but it gets very deep inside the subconscious and unconscious and bodies of the men. There are men who are just sharing power. Mm. And this co-facilitation thing, learning the, the grace and not to take it personally, not to get defensive. Um, yeah, I love co-facilitating. It's mm. so much fun. Mm. Yeah. Do you find it harder or easier than facilitating on your own? It depends who I'm facilitating with. For sure. Yeah. Ari and I um, recently co-facilitated our um, first workshop together at um, Ignition Festival. We um, are actually running that again uh, soon here in Auckland on the 6th of February, uh, our nestling process. Um, but yeah, it was really a beautiful learning experience for us to um, yeah practice co-facilitating. And uh, it, we did it quite, we didn't really I guess with the MKP processes, the process is kind of like there's this part and you, you do it by yourself or you have some support coming in and it's, it's quite a clear yes. process. And I think because this is the first time ever running this workshop together, there were parts that we'd never done before. So we didn't know where it was going at all. <laughs> so co-facilitating felt, it felt beautiful and fun and there was moments of like the need work <laughs> as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think one of your reflections um, for me is, yeah, there's awareness in me of wanting to share the facilitation quite equally. Mm. Um, But then also, yeah, I think that sometimes I try to share the facilitation at the expense of just giving the information that I knew, like being, and I think your reflection was like, you had that. Why did Mm. you pass the mic? And um, yeah, super powerful reflection of not just doing things for arbitrary reasons. Like, mm. oh, I've been talking this long, better pass the mic, like just stay with the truth yeah. and mm. the energy mm. and yeah. Yeah. And I would have been totally happy if you had just run with like a large chunk of that piece or whatever and not pass the mic, but it's just, yeah, we were talking about it before of, oh, okay, we'll check in if the other person has something just to add or yeah. like, how do we, how do we, have, approach that together do i say like oh let me add something to that and grab the mic or do we check in like do you have something to add and pass over and then just saying no if that's true not trying to like oh well i better add something now because you've asked that and yeah Yeah. it's a work in progress but it's fun yeah and again it's that the the modeling of relationship that's under the shared facilitation um and in my work it's all co-facilitated um talking to teenagers about 
healthy relationships. Mm. So it's just, yeah, it's such a beautiful double, double learning as you're describing. Like how are these two people relating and how are they sharing power if there's a, um, a woman and a man sharing space or like these different dynamics. Um, so yeah, I find it challenging like to be with those, the co-facilitation dynamics because I'm aware of how important they are, I think. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a certain, because um, I also facilitated a workshop by myself um, and that's hard to not feel supported um, in, in holding the space, but it's also like, okay, this is, I'm guiding this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the other question? Grinding, grinding, grinding gears. Grinding gears, yeah. Right, so, so uh, co-facilitating with somebody who thinks they've got it and they don't mm. is super challenging. Super challenging. Uh, and the passing, do you have anything to add? And, so, and the person is always adding something? Mm. Like you don't have to. Like, yeah, yeah you, you, you added something that didn't need to be there, and in mm. fact is taken away from what we had. Mm. So this, like, the lack of lack of um, emotional intelligence or energetic awareness, that shit drives it drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> really. <laughs> Shush. Yeah. Stop. Fuck yeah. yeah. As um as someone who has that finishing energy it annoys me when um things are said twice like even from participants mm. where people were just like oh yeah i was gonna say that exact thing and i'm just like well it's already been said <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, totally, yeah you didn't need to add your voice in yeah, there yeah. yeah what else in terms of grinding our gears and facilitation or the time the time thing mm. time thing uh performance uh, you know, when a, and, and this for me, the idea of like a transmission in a workshop, it, it pisses me off. Like I just, I, I have like, a, it, it's bothersome because it's almost always it's a performance. Mm. Let me transmit my performance to you so you can see how I perform this archetype or this mm. energy or I'm like, I don't believe it, you know, never have, mm. never will. You know, like I, I can see you, you know, like I see you walk into the room. I see you put your costume on. That's the transmission, mm. not your, you know, uh, air quotes, transmission. Um, so that performance aspect bothers, bothers me. The time thing, massive, massive. Like I was at a, you know, like a week long retreat and it started late, like hours late. And then it finished like a couple of hours or an hour and a half late so we mm. were like really pressed for time getting boats and and what we were all expecting was this you know hour or two to really like say goodbye to the island and to each other and you know outside of the workshop space just got like taken by the facilitators who were so up in the oh we're doing the thing um mm. they either weren't aware or didn't care that they were robbing that really precious time off us as participants. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I really feel that. I don't know if I have any more bad facilitation observations. I feel like one thing I could add is um, when somebody is, it's, it feels like that they should know their shit really well, but they're kind of like not able to express it, which it, I think is a shadow for me because I sometimes feel like I'm 
trying to express something that I feel like I've been doing this for years. I should know this stuff, mm. um, but it's coming out clunky. And it's like, ah, oh, I, I guess maybe because I've heard enough podcasts and, and like YouTube videos, which are always scripted anyway, and TED Talks and edited and, edited and stuff. Where I'm like, ah, oh, when I... I know hear or portray information it should be like this clear and this precise and you know get to the point and not be speaking around the anything and yeah it kind of it grinds my gears but I'm also just like oh yeah that's me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally yeah I've got to acknowledge that as well the things that piss me off you know like you know I spot it mm. because I've got it yeah yeah, that's nice. yeah. Mm. well I'm feeling like We've had a really awesome, nice, long conversation today. Yeah. How about we wrap it up and... I think yeah. we're landing in that spot. Yeah. That, that we were talking about fabulous. earlier. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Hamish. I'm yeah, taking a lot um, away from this. And it was just nice to sit and talk with you. Mm. And you too, Alexander. Yeah. Thank you, Hamish. Thank you, Ari. Thanks. Yeah, you guys are a real pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, and like we said, we'll put Hamish's website in the show notes, so mm. check out his amazing work. Mm, the connectionmechanic.com. Mm.